episode 36 stevie back for another one back for another week how's your week been man busy, busy. wet and then muggy well, yeah, it's well, been raining all over the, place. the storms the other night yeah i was scared to go out the front it's <laughs> a wild stop yeah um yeah it's been sweeping sweeping the nation you've come at a bad time Lindsay. i know i know i've heard yeah it's a nice cyclone off the coast i <laughs> <Yeah>. guess <laughs> so we'll introduce you so our guest today is Lindsay agnew um she is from the w uh, sorry nwsl and the canadian national team and just recently signed with sydney fc welcome thank you thank you happy to be here how are you finding australia so far oh i'm loving it yeah it's been great except for the rain that was a bit of a downer but everything yeah. else has been great because <laughs> prior to that it was like 40 degree days yes. every day and all the fires <laughs> and then all the fires yes. it, was, it was pretty Were you here then? i came like so right when the fires kind of ended and there was like that period of a couple of weeks where it was beautiful. I was there for that, yeah, and yeah. then the rain came, so yeah. I did get a couple couple weeks of <laughs> so beauty. mixture. Yeah. I don't think yeah. it's going to rain anymore though, or is it? No, I don't know. That storm seems like it swept away. Yeah, probably good for the fires though. Mm. So. Yeah, but the good thing is the Aussie summer kind of goes till about March, April. Yeah, so Perfect. you get some beach in <laughs> yes. before the end of get the season. Get my tan on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So let's let's just start with how you started in football so what age did you start playing and what age did you take it seriously i think i i played my first um season when i was like three or four maybe three turning four so i was really young um but yeah my my mom and dad just put me i come from a big sports family um so my dad is actually a hockey coach and ice hockey coach and um my brother played ice hockey and my mom was an athlete too so sort of just threw me in different sports and I played a lot of different sports growing up but soccer was kind of always my favorite so yeah I think from a very young age I was like I want to be a pro soccer player oh wow yeah in my I think you guys say year five yearbook we have to put like what's your dream what do you want to do and I put that I wanted to be a pro soccer player so it's definitely been I was the lifer one that dreamed since I was a little kid so yeah it's been dream come true kind so of. really stuck to your plan yes yes from a very young age <laughs> yes and you would have wanted from a young yeah. age I guess. <laughs> that's pretty cool so when yeah. did you actually start playing like seriously at um, competitive levels yeah like um it's a good question um probably maybe more like around like year six i guess was probably when i got in my more serious team but i played travel like we call it travel soccer yeah um i played that honestly once i was in grade one but um yeah grade six i would say is more when things sort of you know become more serious and you kind of have to s- decide between sports and start picking sports and that's kind of when yeah because you were born in canada but you moved to the u.s yeah so um because my dad's a hockey coach we you know Wherever. same as the soccer life you kind of move around a lot um but yeah so i lived in a couple of different places or two different places in canada then moved it to the U.S., lived a couple different places there. So kind of been bouncing around, but... Yeah. yeah. And so when you, like, I mean, you played in high school, and obviously did you go to college? Yes. Yep. So I went to Ohio State University in yeah. the States. Um, it's actually pretty typical for Canadian, you know, the top Canadian players to go play university in the States because we don't have um, scholarships at university in Canada um, for sports, so you can get that when you go to the States, but, yep, went to Ohio State, so go Buckeyes, if there's any Buckeye fans out there. (laughs) Um, and how was the college scene for you? Yeah, I loved it, yeah, it was awesome, um, my school had 60,000 people, so it's kind of like its own, yeah, city, yeah, and, um, the American football program, there's not, like, it is, 
a religion a, there. It's a big school. Oh of, yes, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, they're they're good. They actually won the national championship, which is like the yeah. best you can win. Um, one of the years I was there, so, okay, so it would have been crazy. Yeah, the school was insane. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. Just a cool to be part of something kind of bigger than yourself, and um, really fun to have you know different sports teams as well, and different sports teams supporting each other. So it's just a cool environment altogether to be a part of, and also get your education as well. Yep, and then you got drafted into the NWSL? Yep, so they do like a college draft, and um, yeah, I was drafted to the Washington Spirit my first year, and I was so excited. <laughs> How was the the drafting experience for you? Um, yeah, so I got contacted by a couple of teams prior to the draft, but it's kind of one of those things, there's only 40 girls that got drafted at the time, there's only 20 girls in every team, so you just never know really if that's... You know, yep. if you're going to get in, even if you're one of the top players, you just don't know. Um, but my other friend, she's actually my best friend, Michelle Prince. She plays on the Canadian national team with me. We've been friends for a long time, but we lived together in college, and we were all, like, watching the draft together, like, hoping to hear both our names called. Um, and so I kind of knew there was interest, but I didn't know from who. And, um, yeah, and then I just heard my name called, so it was completely kind of unexpected. Who, who got drafted first, you or your friend? I did. I did, did, actually. <laughs> but she was soon after, so, yeah. yeah. It was nice. Were you expecting to be drafted? Like, were you fairly confident that you were going to get drafted? I didn't know. Like, um, yeah, like I said, I wasn't I wasn't sure because it's just, you know, you hope so. But, yeah, yeah I guess there was teams that expressed interest, so I knew there was interest out there. I just didn't know if at the end of the day, once all the draft order goes according to plan, whether I'm going to get drafted or not. But I ended up going in the second round, so I didn't have to wait as long as I thought maybe I was going to have to wait either. So it was good. Can teams opt not to draft anyone in? Um, they can trade away their draft picks, yeah. but um, most teams have at least one. Yeah. So everyone, it's supposed to be like all, um, at the time I was in the draft, it was 10 teams. So all 10 teams get one draft pick each round. But then because of all the trades and different things that happen, they end up, some teams end up getting more, some teams end up getting less. Yeah. But, yeah. So what was the excitement level when you heard your name? Oh, I was so excited. Yeah. <laughs> I like screamed. We got up. We hugged. It was it was very exciting. And then my phone just got flooded with, you know, texts and calls and different things. So it's definitely a moment I'll never forget. It was just that like kind of that moment where it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to be a professional soccer player. Like it happened, you know. Yeah. Were there so. clubs about to pick and you go, don't pick me? No, I was like, every club, I'm like, please pick me. I don't care. I'll, I'll make it work. But actually. Is yeah. there some clubs that like players don't want to get drafted to? Uh, you don't have to name them. But. No, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that in the past, at least there's definitely been clubs that are looked upon as better. And there's been girls who have opted out oh, wow. of the draft or because of pick selection. Sorry, I hit the mic. Um, so definitely there is that, but I think that the NWSL is really working to make it a better league overall where all the teams are similar and giving similar quality and, um, you know, accommodations and all that stuff. So I think they're hoping that it's more of like a standard thing rather than like one team so much better than the yeah. other offers more than the other. So I think that's when you have the kind of salary cap and yes, it, it makes it a lot more even, I suppose. Yes, yeah. For what you get. So you got drafted. How was your first season at Houston? Oh, so, it was Washington. Sorry. Yeah, Spirit. Yep. I, it was it was good. It was like a good learning experience for me. Um, I played actually forward there because that's what I played in university. I played forward. But, um, yeah, I played forward. And I think just, 
you know, like more learning to be a pro and kind of um, all the ins and outs of how the league works and different things. So I don't think I, you know, maybe got as many opportunities as I would have liked that year, but um, I think I did learn a lot and I improved a lot in my game just by, you know, training at that quality and at that speed of play all the time. Um, so, yeah, and it was just a cool experience to get to play against the likes of, you know, like Marta and, you know, those types of players that I had looked up to when I was a kid. You know, yeah. yeah. What was like the training like in the WNSL compared to like college? Um, it just the speed of play and the quality is just so condensed. Whereas in like college, I would say it's more saturated. So there's, you know, there's obviously really good players in every team, but in the NFL, it's always the stars kind of from the university teams that make it because again, there's only you know a certain amount of girls from that move on to the next thing. So I think just yeah, this you know. Speed of play mainly, I would say, is probably the top thing. And that, um, you know, qualities that maybe made you good back then maybe won't help you as much in the next round. You have to kind of make your game altogether better. And just like even the technical side, girls can ping passes, find exactly what they want, put the ball exactly where they want in the back of the net. Whereas, you know, college maybe you could get away with not having yes yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hoping for the best sometimes yeah. yeah did it take you time to find your feet at that level so going from the college level to the professional level yeah i remember my first practice i was like whoa this mm -hmm. is a lot but um so i think yeah definitely but because i had some youth national team experience as well too mm -hmm. i kind of knew this certain I'd, I'd watched a lot and kind of yeah. seen that what it would be like so i was sort of expecting it but definitely it took me a second to get adjusted who were the, the big level. players at washington when you first got there um, so from the Canadian side, there was Steph Lebe. She's a goalkeeper, and mm -hmm. Shalina Zadorsky. Yeah. Um, she actually played in the she, W League. Yeah. yeah, she trained in here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. 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 Um, she played for Perth, I believe. And mm -hmm. um, so they were the two big. And then Mallory Pugh came onto mm -hmm. our team. She was our U.S. national team player. But there was just a lot of like Christy Mewis and some older girls that had a lot of experience that were mm -hmm. just really strong um, players and veteran players that had a lot of. You know, were there any that you were like in awe of? Like I've seen this player, I've looked up to them. Now I'm having to play with them. Yeah, um, well, definitely. Like I mean, most of the players, I was like, wow, like they're so, they're mm -hmm. so good. But I think one of the biggest players for me, like that, was Christine Sinclair. Like mm -hmm. she is a Canadian legend, yeah, yeah. and all of us were obsessed with her mm -hmm. <laughs> growing up. So um, I think my first national camp was around that time, and when I was playing with her, I was just like, wow, this is so <laughs> cool. Like yeah. I remember one time she hit this like half volley from so far out in training and i was just like oh my god i was like wow <laughs> yeah like scored against my team but i'm like that was nice I'm fine. <laughs> I was like, oh you're gonna focus you gotta be cooler than that <laughs> chill yeah chill 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 play it cool <laughs> but yeah so what was your debut what was the first game you played that that was against the Orlando Pride um, in Orlando. It was their opening game, so there was like I think there was like ten thousand people there, and my family, my brother, my mom, and my dad actually all happened to come down for, to the game, and I wasn't starting, but um, a girl got hurt in the first like five or six minutes of the game, and he he I was her sub, so I ended up playing almost 80 or I think it was like around 80 minutes in my um, debut and I I hit the crossbar twice wow, and wow. I was so sad yeah <laughs> um, but it was just honestly it was such a cool experience because especially to have my family there and they hadn't been you know it's mm -hmm. the first time they've seen me play and I kind of told them prior to the game I don't know if I'm actually going to get in but then I ended up playing like almost 80 minutes so yeah really do you feel cool. a lot of pressure 
I did. I remember feeling a ton of nerves, like, standing on the sideline. Um, and, yeah, you just, of course, you want to show that you're deserve to be there and yeah. you can stay at the level but at the same time you're looking you're like all right there's marta there she is it was marta i think stayed not debut but it was maybe her first game for orlando as yeah. well mm-hmm. so i was like oh we showed a debut marta. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I, I definitely felt the butterflies but i think it's one of those things that when you get on the field it's just soccer and i was able to kind of just hone in on the field and just play my game so um, you kind of forget about all the people in the stands and what you're doing once the ball's at your feet. Do you find it's, it was a lot harder? Like, if you made a mistake, did you, like, put it on yourself a lot more or did you kind of just let it go and just continue playing? Yeah, um, I think I, I definitely am hard on myself as a player in general. And, again, yeah, like, the pressure to, like, you're the rookie. You don't want to mess yeah. up. But um, you kind of have to have a short memory in soccer, and I was told that from a really long time, that you kind of – you're only as good as your last play. So, it's sort of, if you lose the ball, you got to just go and win it back as fast as you can. And I guess I just always try to keep that in the back of my mind. But 100% you have that pressure on you. And, um, again, some of the maybe little silly tricks or laziness or not taking looks over your shoulder or passing to the person's wrong foot or whatever, that um, is exposed at the pro level (laughs) more so than maybe growing up. Yeah. So how was your first season at Washington? It, um, we ended up finishing dead last, so it was not so good. Was that good because of you? No, yeah, <laughs> possibly. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, it was, it was good. It was, it was like honestly, it was a good experience overall. So what was like the team morale finishing kind of dead last? The pressure, the yeah. coaching. Um, yeah, it was tough. It, it was kind of one of those things where there was a big turnover of the team, so we kind of went from. I think Crystal Dunn was on the team before I got there and Allie Krieger and some of those like higher profile um, U.S. players. And then a lot of kind of a new wave came in. But that's kind of pretty consistent. Um, I don't know as much with the W League, but and then to Bissell, there's big turnover each year. Um, so I think just kind of you never know what you're going to get sort of thing. But definitely people were down when we were yeah. <laughs> dead last. Never a good place to be in. But we, we had a good group of girls, though. It was nothing uh, nothing – no tension between the girls or anything. Yeah, but that same year, you also made your debut for the full Canadian national yes, team. How was yes. that? Oh, it was unbelievable. So, yeah, it was honestly, it was probably the best month of my life because I got, like, drafted and got called into my first national team, full national team camp. Um, but, yeah, my debut was in Portugal and um, the Algarve Cup against yeah. Portugal, actually. And, um, yeah, it was just I've wanted to represent my country at that level for – for forever and so again it's just such a dream come true you know to be able to do that were you shocked when you got the call up like just being drafted in as a pro uh, yeah or well so yeah canada doesn't have too many good players i'm pretty <laughs> oh, sure i can cruise whoa. in <laughs> no i'm <laughs> no, just kidding um i was i was shocked because so i would kind of grow up through the system i went to the u17 world cup went to the u20 world cup and then um there's kind of, for us, we don't, I don't think Australia does either, but U.S. has like a U23 program, so I feel like there's kind of a, yeah, yeah, buffer, Mm -hmm. but um, whereas in Canada, we don't have that, so it kind of, it's a big jump from U20 to the full team, Mm -hmm. and I had had a big year at university. I had scored a lot of goals, and I had gotten a lot of recognition from the NCAA, you know, uh, I guess in general, that's the college, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so I had hoped that I would get a call in and it was the year after the Olympics. So it was kind of like they were starting to look at that next wave of players. So I definitely hope, but I was not by no means expecting the call. Um, but actually again, my roommate at the time, she was, she had gone to the Olympics with the team. Um, so I had kind of known that they were looking at more players and yeah. So when I got the call, I was just elated, but I didn't, I wasn't, I would definitely not say I was expecting it. Yeah, I got the call kind of late at night and uh, I called my family. It was like 1 a.m. and I was like, guys, guess what? <laughs> Wake up. How were they when they heard? Oh, they were just beside themselves. Yeah, they, they just know how much I wanted it and kind of like prior to that last year university, I told them I needed to have a big year. Um, to get not only notes for the pro team, but to try to, you know, get to the national team. And they just were, like, so, I guess, proud of me that, like, I'd kind of done the steps I needed to take. And, um, yeah, I had gotten to at least the first step of that goal was to, you know, you just got to get a chance, got to get your luck. And sometimes that's the hardest part to just get get in the door. Yeah, so your first season finishes. You've Mm -hmm. had a good season by all accounts personally. yep. Then the following season, you go to Houston. So how did that yep. come about? Yep. So I ended up getting traded in the off season to Houston. Um, yeah, it's just, again, I don't think it's as common in other leagues, but we, no. like, get trades and there's different things. So, yeah, my coach called me um, in, like, the wintertime and just told me that I was going to get traded to Houston. And that friend that I keep talking about, she actually played on Houston. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'm getting reunited. <laughs> We've been playing against <laughs> – together since we were 16 so why not and um I was actually gonna I got I guess recruited I, I don't know how to word it but drawn there to play outside back which is what I'd been playing with the national team and so I actually thought it was a good move as well in that regard because I'd wanted to move up in um my spot with the national team and they'd be kind of looking at me as a fullback and um I was playing winger with Washington so I didn't think of, I was you know I was excited and um, Texas was a little bit I was a little nervous to go to Texas I'm not gonna lie to you but just because I don't know if you guys I don't know just southern sounds so different from yeah. you know what I had grown up with but yeah it ended up being good experience too and um, yeah I went there with a whole new coach whole new team so that's obviously intimidating but yeah it was good what did you have like any idea that you're gonna get traded or it's just like like, do they call you and say, look, you might get traded, or is it just, hey, you're going? Yeah, no, I, I do, yeah. Uh, well, I think it kind of is like that for some people. They just, my situation was the coach and I kind of had a discussion about, like, where I was, where I wanted to be kind of thing, and I so I, so I kind of knew that there was a possibility, but for a lot of people, it just happens, like, yeah. and they just say, pack your bag, so. That's why you gotta be not bring too much stuff with you. <laughs> Just be able to pack up your stuff. Don't get too crazy with the decorations. <laughs> so. Yeah. And then how was it entering like that squad? How were Houston, you know, at that time? Yeah. Um. So it was similar. It wasn't. They weren't um, like top of the table, but kind of in like a building phase. I would say as well. But um, definitely a really like professional club. They're paired with the men's team, um, the MLS men's team. Yep. So just a lot more like staff beautiful facilities um just yeah they it was when I walked into it it was like I really felt like treated totally like a professional and they took care of me and um I got to live in an apartment with my friends so I felt really it was a really good like welcoming experience and um yeah the girls were all super nice and again just to play with different players and get to meet different players that again I'd heard of before or seen was just a cool experience so. yeah but how did that season pan out for you um, so we ended up, we ended up 
like game, j- being just shy of playoffs. Um, so it was a pretty decent season. Um, I got to get, I got in more and got to you know play more and I like, sort of established myself more as an outside back. I would say that year. So it was good. It was you know unfortunate again to miss playoffs, but we had a lot of ups and downs. Kind of maybe lost points when we shouldn't have and different things. But yeah, after that season again, I got a new coach again. <laughs> so it ended up even though I stayed in Houston the yeah. following year. It was another new coach. So I've had a lot of new coaches, three three different coaches all three years. So. Yeah, and then, okay, and then the following season you went to the Olymp to the World Cup. Yes, How I was did. That? It was awesome. I mean, I'm not. I'll be honest on this podcast. I was very stressed leading up to it because it's a big pool and only 23 players get selected and. Um, you know, like, it's just a battle, and you never really know. Like, they always kind of keep you in the, I don't really know where I stand because they want to push you. Um, but, yeah, when I when I finally made that World Cup team, there was definitely a lot of happy tears out of that. And, um, yeah, just an unbelievable experience. Like, wow. I just, yeah, I feel really lucky to be a part of to have been a part of that. And um, France did an unbelievable job putting on hosting the tournament and, you know, having sellout crowds and stuff. So it was was really incredible. Did you feel like more of a professional athlete being in a World Cup environment? Oh, yeah, for sure. That was like every – everything that you would want was, you know, there. Um, It was cool the way they did it. Like we played in all the different – a bunch of different cities in France. We kind of made our way – actually end up starting in the south kind of making our way up to paris um but yeah we got to play at um parc de prince where psg wow. plays and in front of forty four thousand people or something crazy like that and um yeah i just get kind of chills thinking about it kind of so um yeah and we actually we had the dutch in our group netherlands was in our group and they brought like 20,000 fans to every yeah. game and would parade in the streets the day before the game. So we'd be trying to take our pregame nap, you know, like getting ready for the game. And all of a sudden we hear the Dutch people clapping, <laughs> shouting, singing. Um, but they're, they're honestly awesome. They uh, even we played that we actually lost to the Dutch, but um, they played the Canadian national anthem on their instruments they were just there having a good time drinking yeah. having yeah. just like having a time so my my family actually came to the world cup and i was like brett my brother i was like you better not change cheering for canada towards <laughs> the netherlands because he's out there with them partying <laughs> so uh yeah but it was it was truly it was an incredible experience obviously it didn't go the way we wanted kind of had high expectations going into it and um i think we could have finished better but you know it's it sucks sometimes, but it is, whatever, six games at the end of the day, and it's whoever's playing best in those six games. So, um, unfortunately, it didn't go our way, but still just always a memory of a lifetime for sure. What was your favorite moment of the World Cup, personally? <sighs> yeah, that's tough. Um, I, w- I would say probably, like, this is kind of a weird moment to say, but, either, well, I'll say this one. So when we went to Montpellier, we have – you get to go to the field the day before and get, like, a – to walk around the field and kind of check it out. Yeah. Um, and you, they call it – I can't remember what they call it. Like a locker room tour. You kind of see the locker room, where you're going to walk out, where you'd see media and all that. But I think just prior to the World Cup, you're in camp for so long. Like, we were in a camp, I think – a month prior um so you're just kind of grinding every day like getting you know physically fit all that stuff and it kind of doesn't feel like you're going to be in a world cup yet until that moment when i i just remember the moment when i stepped onto like the field at montpellier and they had all the like 
FIFA, you know, signage, and, you know, you saw this big empty stadium, but I remember, like, walking out to the field and just, like, looking up and being like, oh, my God, like, I'm in this World Cup that I've watched, you know, every for every four years, for as long as I can remember, and I'm here, like, I'm one of these girls, and um, after we left there, there was, like, all these little girls, like, wanting to sign our stuff, and I just saw, like, myself, I guess, in, like, some of those little girls' yeah. faces, you know what I mean, so it was, yeah, it was, that was a cool moment, I think also just after the first game, looking and seeing all my family there also was a, definitely a choke-up moment where you're like, wow, like, I'm here, and, you know, we got the first win, so it was cool. Did you feel a real sense of accomplishment? Yeah, I think as soccer players, we maybe don't do that as much as we should because you're, like, never satisfied. You always want more, you know what I mean? Um, so I think I get drawn into that sometimes where I'm like, oh, I got this, but now I want that. And you keep kind of going, which is probably what makes us, you know, elite in that way, but also maybe mentally unhealthy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, for sure. I definitely had that moment where I was like, I did it. I, I made it here, and I, I – feel now like I have that stepping stone where I can kind of keep going and you know work on getting my minutes and you know doing other things but of course you always want more <laughs> yeah. yeah um so you know your season finished last year you're what were you doing training after the season yep yep and then you got the phone call <laughs> to come to Australia yes how did that all pan out for you well it was kind of crazy honestly um yeah so I was at season finished I had um, a national camp in China in November and got back, was kind of just doing my own training routine. Didn't totally know what I was gonna do with NWSL after. And um, Veronica Latsko and Sofia Huerta played with me and Dash and they were in Sydney and always were like saying how fun it was and how great it was and how strong the team was. And I knew they had won the year before and um, I was kind of looking at, you know, looking at overseas, maybe trying to, yeah. you know, see a new opportunity. And, um, and then, yeah, they mentioned that you know, some of the players may be leaving and, you know, I should reach out and whatever. And so then, yeah, um, Ante ended up giving me or sending me an email and just, uh, you know, expressing his interest. And I was like, wow, this would be a cool opportunity if this worked out. And there was kind of some back and forth. And then it sort of by the time that it said that it was going to probably going to happen to the time I was on the flight, I think was maybe a week, a week oh, and wow. a half. So yeah. it was a pretty quick turnaround. But, um, yeah, I, I was really honestly I was so happy when I was when it all worked out but yeah, yeah. and how are you finding the league so far you played your first game yep yep it, it, it's been good yeah I, I kind of had a little mini preseason I would say because there was that like sort of three or four week period came to first phase got my good touches in and stuff um but got to sort of get back into 11 v 11 mode because when you're at home you're not really in that mode I guess as much but um then yeah I got to yeah, get that little preseason and get the first game. So all the girls have been super welcoming. The club's been uh, very professional about everything and great. So, yeah, and then we got our first win. It was the derby, kind of a cool game to come into. The derby game, there was a lot of people there. It was, yeah, it was cool. So got the nice 3-0 win and, um, yeah. yeah, good way to start. And now we have another game Saturday. So like, looking forward to it. How would you find, like, the difference between the NWSL and the AW League? It's, it's definitely different, but um, I think what's really cool about this league is, like, the growth of the young players. Like, you know, there's a lot of really young, talented players that are getting to play at a professional level and kind of learning what it is to be a pro at, you know, 18, 19 years old, whereas, you know, most of the time 
or in the NWSL at least, you have to wait till you're 22 almost to get that opportunity. opportunity. So I think that that's really unique and cool about the W League uh, specifically. And I think it's cool that they pay – or at least Sydney is paired with the A-League team. I think that's really um, cool to just see like that. You really get that club feel, like that family feel almost with being with Sydney FC. It's like all the developmental programs all through and everything. You kind of get that group feel, I guess. Yeah. Steve, yeah. You know you're in enemy territory at this way. Oh, this true, 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 true. <laughs> Wild West. Right, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. So how big is the national team? Obviously, you've grown up. I mean, Canada's been a powerhouse mm-hmm. in women's football for so long. How well supported is it in Canada? Like, are you recognized on the streets, those kind of things? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm recognized on the street, but definitely, like, our um, more famous, like, players, like mm-hmm. Christine Sinclair and um, Sophie Schmidt are people who have more, uh, I guess, of uh, status or been on for a longer time but I think there's still a lot of growth that can be done in Canada um, I think that the we don't have a pro league mm-hmm. um, specifically and um, what is the level for girls in Canada that don't play in the NWSL they just have to go abroad yeah so there's not there's there's a there's like kind of a summer league that I would say is more like a semi-pro mm-hmm. um, league but yeah so kind of like after they're done high school. Most girls will go play if they're, you know, at that top level, try to play in the States yep. for university. And it's kind of like a next mm-hmm. step. Or some girls will go straight to try to go to a Europe team. Like, um, so there's Quebec as a French-speaking province. Mm-hmm. And a lot of girls have, like, French yep. influence. So they can maybe go and not be an international someplace. So, yeah, um, but, yeah, like, uh, it's, it's pretty tough. And that's why I think they're hoping in the future to either add a team to the end of a cell or mm-hmm. – you know, maybe grow a league in, in Canada itself. Because the men's, but. the MWA, the MLS has a team in Canada. Yes, has a yep, so Toronto has a team. Um, and they just actually introduced a men's professional league mm-hmm. um, for Canada. So I think they're seeing how that's going. And um, But, yeah, that's definitely the hope for us is that um, uh, pro- I think that will be the next sti- step, sorry, in the development for Canada's mm-hmm. soccer. Would that um, be we'll you be. play for? What? Would you get play for? Oh, yeah, for sure, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah. Canadian team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so did you grow up predominantly through the U.S. system or the Canadian system? Um, pr- I guess more my more elite soccer was in the uh, American, mm-hmm. like, club system. Yep. But, um, yeah, like I said, it was with the national program, the Canadian national program mm-hmm. um, throughout. So I guess sort of a mix. Yeah. So how would that work then with your development, being Canadian and not being American? So, like, say, here in Australia, the progression is from, like, elite local teams to youth national teams yep. and things like that. A, how do you get identified there? But B, how does that hamper your progress in America if you're not American? Yep, yep. Um, so Canadian is actually a lot of changes have been made since <laughs> um, I was growing up. But there used to be a program called the NTC program. Mm-hmm. It's called the National Training Center. And they were kind of um, identified in each province where girls would go mm-hmm. and get called into the NTC and kind of train like a team in that regard. And they would have direct contact with the mm-hmm. national team. Um, but that's since changed, and there's now a program called Rex, and there's a couple different systems that are going on. But in the U.S., the um, club system's really lo- like big. The tri- so you kind of there's sort of elite clubs in each mm-hmm. state, and um, I would say like some of the better girls kind of condense into the best clubs. Don't they have like an Olympic development program as well? There is something called ODP. I don't think it, I mean probably not the best person to ask about mm-hmm. that but i don't think it's as prominent i think um there's a league called the ecnl it's called the elite clubs national league mm-hmm. and it's um a group of i can't i don't know how many clubs are in it but they all play against each other mm-hmm. in different like recruiting are they like 
uh, are Houston Dash juniors? Do they have juniors or um, just the, the first team? There is another league that's called, like, there's so many different leagues. Mm-hmm. I think they're all competing against each other, kind of. Um, it's called the Development Academy, I think. And they are under, like, the Houston Dash would have a Development mm-hmm. Academy. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, what I guess. What ages are they, do you know? Um, they go all the way to high school. Yeah, so, like, yeah. 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. Um but I think you only get into the DA program when you turn maybe like 15 mm-hmm. is the first year yeah, yeah, that it's yeah. like that. But um, the ECNL, which is what I did, was um, kind of like the same thing. You can only play in the ECNL once you get to 16, and then you mm-hmm. kind of go and do these different tournaments um, in different places, and they're like identification things. Mm-hmm. So people from the national team, which I wasn't as concerned about because it was Canadian, but um, more like the university recruiting would all be there, like kind of sitting along the sidelines, like with their notepads and everything. But yeah, my experience was a little different because, because I was Canadian, I actually had to email the national team coach goes kind of out of sight, out of mind because I was in yeah, the that's States. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. How do you stay yeah. within the framework? Yeah, yeah. so I, I ended up emailing um, the U17 coach at the time and – you know, kind of kept at it. My mother was like, just keep trying. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And actually what ended up happening was his brother was a university coach mm-hmm. at in the States, and that university was recruiting me. Yep. And he ended up putting in the good word, and that's how I got yeah, into wow. my first U17 camp. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. kind of a funny little story, but, mm-hmm. yeah. Are you eligible to play for USA? I'm, I'm not. So, I well, I guess – I don't think so, but um, I basically I got my U.S. citizenship through my dad through a, a working visa mm-hmm. and then permanent residency, and then I got my dual citizenship um, three years ago, yeah. I think. Um, but um, I've already capped with the Canadian team, so yeah. that's one reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also I wouldn't want to play for them. I'm, I'm a big Canada, <laughs> also a big Canada fan. But um, I think there's also like extra rules that since I'm – full-blown Canadian, mm-hmm. no American. I don't know. There's a lot of rules yeah, FIFA yeah. has. But. So I know here, you know, what is it, four years or something, if you live here for yeah. four years, then you can become a citizen? Is that yes. A yeah, yeah. My friend yeah. was telling me that and yeah. how they're maybe going to try to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so there is there is certain rules, but I'm not – with the FIFA, it's like if if you were – I'm not sure. I'm not, I would have to yeah. look it up more, yeah. but – yeah. So obviously now it's pre preseason for NWSL. So how does yep. that set with your mindset? Obviously here you've got a job to do with Sydney, but then yep. in the back of your mind, you know you need to go report yes. shortly and do all that. Where does that all sit with everything? Yeah, I think it's just finding that balance between you know getting your extra work in and also just making sure you're not overworking your body mm-hmm. and making sure you're fresh for your games here because obviously this is your main focus as of now. But yep. um, I think just making sure you're fit and getting your technical work in, your skillful mm-hmm. stuff and to make sure that you're ready for that um, yeah. for that next season and that next. It's very – the NBSL has a lot of, um, you know, fitness requirements and, like, strength requirements and stuff, so you want to make sure that you're, you know, ready for that. Yeah. And also, though, you don't want to be injury-prone. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 Um, so, Canada is qualified for the Olympics. Yep. So, where are you at with everything with the national team? Yeah, so – I was with um, – I actually didn't get called into the qualification. The roster goes down, so it went down to 20 for that mm-hmm. qualification, and I did not, unfortunately, was not a part of that. But um, they reselect teams every, you know, throughout mm-hmm. till the Olympics. So, um, 
you know, I'm still definitely in the mix, and I, I've talked to my national team coach a few times now um, since then, kind of what I need to do and um, what I got to do to get back on the team. But it's definitely, you know, it's going to be hard. It's There's an 18-man roster, but um, it's definitely a dream of mine, so I'm going to do everything I can to try to get on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it being in the W League boosting that opportunity? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, any, he always says, you know, anytime you're playing games, um, that's what he wants to see. And, um and, and, yeah, so I talked to him about this, and he thinks it's a great opportunity, good, like, daily training environment, and make sure that I'm, you know, staying sharp and be ready if, you know, called in. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping that also just to be able to, you know, gain some confidence and, um, you know, try different things and, um, you know, get some game minutes in. So hopefully that will benefit me in the long run here. Yeah, How come you haven't played in the offseason anywhere else in the past um well so just with the national team it's just hard to come to australia just because we have camps so consistently that like yeah. to get called in to come you know it's a long yeah. flight um i don't think there's been many canadians here before has yeah there? i don't think so i think shalina might be one of the only ones yeah, yeah. but um and it's sort of uh interesting cause it's kind of like who you know sort of to get you in the front door because I think a lot of people would like to come to Australia and play and during the summer. Aust- yeah, the exactly. Beaches, why? Why yeah. not? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that was I, on the back of my mind. I always knew it was a cool opportunity because, again, a lot of NWSL players end up doing it in the mm-hmm. back half of their season. But um, yeah, my first year, sort of, you know, a little overwhelmed with like everything, and then my after my second year, I was you know doing all these camps with the national team and qualifying for the World Cup and all that. So, kind of just worked out this year for me yeah. <laughs> to be able to come. Do you have, you know, ambitions of playing in Europe or you kind of want to play in the U.S.? Um, yeah, no, for sure. I'm, I'm definitely open to playing in Europe. Um, the, I've, I was looking into Europe actually before I came here, um, possibly to go, you know, Western Europe or even Scandinavia. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm open to try everywhere. I think every league offers you a new opportunity and shows you kind of a different aspect of the game and add something new to your to your toolbox, I guess. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely interested. Where would you want to play, ideally? Dream yeah, club. Dream, dream club. Ooh. Because a lot of the Canadians play in Europe. Yes, you know, for Lyon, yes. PSG. A lot of, yes, yeah. I would. Well, I loved PSG since I was young, and I like their men's team as well. So probably, probably PSG would maybe be my dream club. Yeah. But yeah. Are a you couple a f- friends who play there actually. Yeah. So. Are you a football fan? Do you like watch it in your? I downtime? do like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm probably not as well educated as I should be, but I definitely like. I, I definitely like watching it. I like PSG. I like Man City. What, what are you guys? Oh, oh gosh. I'm Liverpool. Liverpool. I'm Arsenal. Oh, okay, all right. We have some some uh, problems here. Then. <laughs> my my teammate in Houston, her name's Rachel Daly. She's obsessed with Leeds, so she like always like is watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. They played out here not long ago. Oh, did we they? We went to that game. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. The first game at Wanderers Stadium. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was That's cool. Game. Do they play against an A-League yeah, team? They yeah, they played Wanderers. Yeah. Oh, oh, against Wanderers. Okay. Yeah. They opened the stadium with that game. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but Leeds are struggling to get back in the Premier League. I yeah. thought they were second. <laughs> now they've dropped off. Again. They're in the from the promotion spots. Yeah, the yeah. The playoff. Yeah, yeah. So they dropped out into the playoff spots. <laughs> yeah. For like the third season in a row. <laughs> um, it's question time, Stevie. We do. I don't know how many of them I ask, but <laughs> some <laughs> highly inappropriate questions that people shouldn't ask. But would you be open to selling a pair of your boots? <laughs> I mean, how much are we talking here? Sure. <laughs> uh, where are we? I don't know. What's your favorite position? Do you like being a fullback or 
or forward? Um, I like I like both. I like fullback and winger. I like being out wide. Um, I think there's a lot more glory in the fo- forward position yeah. at winger. You get to score the goals and kind of take people on more one v one, which I like that. But I definitely like the um, like the group mentality of playing a defender and I'm physical, so I like to get into the. We well, see more of the ball being a fullback. Yeah, or yeah, a yeah, exactly. And yeah. you get it, and you get to kind of set the get to see everything, which yeah. I like. But forward definitely more glory. All right. Any advice for younger girls who want to be good at football? Uh, my advice would be, one, to work hard and to do all that stuff. But I think also my biggest thing to young girls is always to just believe in yourself. And if you have a dream and you want it, then don't let someone tell you that you can't do it. Because I think there's a lot of people along the way that will sort of mm-hmm. tell you you can't get there. And for me personally, I had a lot of coaches tell me that I wouldn't be where I am today. And you know, if you if I would have listened to them, then I wouldn't be on this podcast That's talking it. to you guys. So if you uh, you can't, definitely can't just wait for it to happen, but um, if you want it bad enough and you're willing to sacrifice and mm-hmm. do the work, then don't give up. On that, was there anything you wish you were told as a youngster, like coming through that you got the professional game now and you think I just wish somebody would have prepared me for that or would have told me that? Um, I mean, I th- I think for sure just that people will try to bring you down <laughs> but to keep going but I think also just to um, be aware of like all the tactical um, some of the tactics mm-hmm. and kind of how to be a pro I think there's certain things you got to do to your body to make sure that you're ready like eating the right things mm-hmm. and you know rolling out your body stretching all that stuff but um, yeah I, th- I think the I think the main thing would be yeah just to keep going and that it's not going to be all butterflies and rainbows even at the top that it's mm-hmm. you know it's, it's always it's always a grind, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite fan moment slash memory? Ever? Yeah. Ooh. Probably probably the, um, making the World Cup team. That, mm-hmm. would, that would be my yeah. that would be my number one. Um, why number eight? I don't even know what that means. Number eight. Oh, that's what I'm wearing in Sydney. Yeah. Uh, to, to be fair, that was just given to me. <laughs> but um, I do actually like the number eight. My dad actually wore eight when he was a hockey player. Mm-hmm. So when yeah. they told me I was going to be eight, I was pretty yeah. excited about it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is your dad a professional coach? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's coached in the NHL, which is the... Yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's coached three different teams in the NHL, but he's coaching in the AHL, which is the league right below it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that like growing up with a dad that was... like? Is it high profile? Or um, he's. I wouldn't say he's high profile, but just definitely it was awesome to be around him and mm-hmm. in the professional sports. You know, obviously it's a different sport. So you like in the change rooms, like running around <laughs> that little kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And just being, uh, having him to like bounce, get advice of, mm-hmm. and how to deal with the problems. Yeah, yeah things yeah. that come up or coaches or whatever. Um, that it's just been, I, I feel invaluable to me and yeah, my career. Yeah, imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't even know. Did you, did you play hockey growing up? I skated, but I never yeah. actually played hockey. My older brother played hockey, and by the time I came around, I was kind of independent. I was like, I want to do my own thing. And yeah. So. <laughs> I don't even really want to say this one, but this one's coming to the A-League derby on Friday week. The Cove has a spare seat for you. Oh, okay. You don't want to see <laughs> I did. I did the the little dance with the yeah, yeah. Cove uh, after last game. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Sounds yeah. good. I'll, when is I'll the be derby? there. Hey, next Friday. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's at Cogra or something somewhere. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. we might be traveling though. Who have you got? Melbourne. Yeah, Victory. probably will be. Um, 
Yeah, what is your favorite flavor of chips? Favorite flavor of chips? Ooh, well, I'm going to have to go with All Dressed, which is a Canadian flavor. I don't what? know if you have it here. All Dressed. It's called All Dressed. What does that mean? It's like... All random flavors. It, yeah, it's kind of like salt and vinegar and barbecue. and <laughs> I don't know. It's great. You guys need to try it. It's just so. in Canada? Um, yes. Canadian only flavor. Well. Got to try it if you ever go. Um, Bring some back. <laughs> What else have we got here? How are you such a good player was one of the questions. Oh, wow. Thank you. Are you single was another question. <laughs> Someone asked you for a friend. I am. I am single. <laughs> How's your day been? Just some random questions. I think that's it. The weirdest one was, would it be possible to buy a signed pair of cleats? <laughs> that's I don't think I've ever seen a version like Wow. That. <laughs> what do you want to do with the cleats? Stay away. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe catch me when my cleats are getting old. I'll give it to you after the game. But you got, you got to come to the game, I guess. <laughs> but... No, I think that's it. What would you be doing if you weren't a professional footballer? Ooh, that's a good question. What'd you study? I studied business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm actually getting my master's in business oh, right wow. now online, as for as I'm doing this. But yeah, so I guess I'd probably be doing something in the. I I really I like to do want to do something that like gives back kind of though at the same time. So maybe something that would help you know underprivileged people or um, cool. the environment or something like that. But yeah. I, I love I do love soccer. So do you have much thought about after your career? Like, do you start putting things in place for that? Is that why you're studying, or it's something to fill in the gaps between training <laughs> and games? And uh, maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> but no, I think I think for me, I just always know that um, the career is not going to last forever, and I just don't mm -hmm. want to, you know, wake up one day and it be over and we have nothing. So I'm yeah. just trying to put things in place so that I'm prepared for when that day comes. So mm -hmm. without putting too much focus on the end, just making sure that I'm prepared for yeah, when, yeah. It, when it comes yeah. Yeah. So you, using your time wisely yes yeah and yeah. and as you said as a pro soccer player you have a lot of time after training mm -hmm. to do that kind of stuff so yeah. not when you're in australia though yeah <laughs> then when you're in australia it's a little bit tougher when people are like want to come to the beach i'm like yes i would rather do that <laughs> than listen to this every lecture. story from all of his every day is beach yeah yeah food yeah evil um, thank you for coming on. Of it's course. been a pleasure to have you yeah. and speak to you. Thanks for having me. Wish you the best of luck for the rest of the season and then Saturday's game. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So hopefully you guys win. Steve will be cheering you on. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. Thank um, you. Yeah. Let's see you guys. Until next week. It. Yeah, of course. Thanks. That was good. Good. All right.